Welcome to It's In The Book, a queer Bible podcast. I'm Jade Sylvan, and I'm going to tell you a Bible story. But who the fuck am I? Well, I'm a white, queer, non-binary person. I have a Master of Divinity degree from Harvard Divinity School, and I'm currently a candidate for ordination in the Unitarian Universalist Church. I've written both an article comparing the Gospels to fan fiction and a queer Bible musical called Beloved King. Why the fuck the Bible? Well, I ask myself that too, if I'm honest. I was raised non-observant Catholic in a conservative part of Indiana, which left me with negative associations with the book in general, since it was used against me and people like me quite frequently. And Unitarian Universalists, as a rule, don't pay much attention to the Bible. In fact, the denomination became so Protestant that it's not even technically Christian anymore. I actually never even read most of the Bible till I went to divinity school in 2017, but when I did, I got really into it. First of all, I think mythology and story are really important to create shared realities, and as I read, I started to truly see that a lot of the realities of the America I grew up with came from interpretations, often in my opinion fucked up interpretations, of the Bible. At the same time, I found parts of the stories inspiring and even transcendent, and I became fascinated by the artistry of it as well. I don't intend for my telling or reading of these stories to be authoritative. I consider myself a fan of the Bible, and these books, both the Hebrew Bible and the New Testament, or as I call it, Bible 2, have rich and very long-lived fandoms. I simply want to engage with these stories with curiosity and see what they might reveal about the world they helped to create and the world we have the power to create now. And since all stories need an audience, my wife Sue is here too. Hi, I'm Sue. I'm a queer white female and I'm Jade's wife. I'm a musician and I connect to art and humanity through stories. I don't know the Bible really well at all, even though I was raised Catholic, Catholics don't really read the Bible, just talk about a couple of specific parts of it a whole lot. So after I share this Bible story, I'm gonna talk a little bit about what I find interesting, inspiring, problematic, bizarre, hilarious, harmful, profound, and or holy about it. So there's two creation stories in the Bible, actually. The Bible is sort of composite literature. It's taken from a bunch of different sources and it was sort of all uh, stitched together. That's why uh, there are two different creation stories. However, they're very much meant to be all read together. This is the first one. Okay. Will I know familiar stuff in this? I think so. This one is pretty, this, is, this has got okay. a lot of the hits in it. Oh, yay, the hit. I'm on board. Okay, so I'm mostly going to use he, him pronouns for God. I want to just preface that. Hebrew is a gendered language. I will argue probably at some point that that doesn't necessarily mean what we tend to think it means. People are going to come for me. It's fine. But it That's is a gendered cool. language and God is generally referred to with he, him pronouns, but we will see not always. But I, I will use that, I think, for the most part here. When God created the heaven and the earth, the earth was, okay, and these are two words here, and it's tohu vavohu, 
it's usually translated as like formless and void. One is chaos and one is sort of like shapelessness. And it says darkness was over the face of the, the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over uh, the water. I'm not going to do this word for word because you can just like look up a, 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 a translation or whatever. But yeah. then, okay, here, this is the one you'll know. God okay. said, what did God say? Let there be light. Yeah, see, you Yay! know it. We know it. I know that. Um, so God said, let there be light. And he saw the light and it was good. So Thanks, he starts, God. So he's going to keep going. And here he starts like separating things. And this whole story, this whole story is like this story of like sort of pulling things apart and making distinctions and separations, which I think oh. is really interesting because then it says he separates the light from the darkness. Then the next thing he does is he starts naming things and he calls the light day and the darkness he calls night. Here's what I got so far. Mm -hmm. God shows up. Um, there's nothing. And then God says, let there be light. And then light appears. And he's like, I like it. Nice work, me. And then he separates the dark from the light. And then there's day and night from that. Yeah, he calls it day and night. He names it. Cool. Right? Okay. And then there's evening and there's morning. Day one. Bold so, title card. Day one. Exactly. Day one. So then God is like, let there be like a rakia is the word. It comes from the word that means pounded out. So it's like a pounded. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Not in that way. It's probably like like a drum or something, you know, that's like been pounded out of metal or something. It's like a divider. Could you try not to swallow into the I mic? will. I will try. <laughs> I think I'm swallowing loudly right now because I'm conscious of it, but I'm going to. No, you do swallow loudly. Oh. You, you swish everything around in your mouth before you swallow. I, I enjoy... It's taking I, listen, food I, and drink into me i accepted I like that consuming. this was going to be part of my life Yay. before i married you so Aww, honey. <laughs> i'm just letting you know that you're Thank allowed you. to swallow okay i'm going to be conscious of it I'm it's sorry fine we keep getting derailed please keep telling me about it's creation. fine we can edit all this out i took a class mm -hmm. so where were we um you were talking about hammering okay <laughs> So God takes this like hammered out thing, this like um, this like dome or whatever, this like hammered out dome. So he's like, uh, let there be a dome between the water. Okay, because there's still just like a shit ton of water. Now there's light and darkness, but it's all just water. Where did the water come from? When did when did that's the all there was. Up? That's all there was. Oh, it was all water. The chaos, the tohu vabohu, it was all water. So God is like, I want there to be this dome, this pounded out dome. So he makes this dome, this rakia, and he divides between the waters and he puts some water below the dome and some water above the dome. And that's what creates the sky. So like in this mythology, there's like this dome holding up this sky water. <laughs> cool like so like the sky you know the blue sky or whatever oh they're like the sky water. is blue water yeah. is also well blue. and water comes down from it sometimes right, right. Yeah. so like this sky this water. so he's separating this water and now there's still just water and the sky water 
and and then he calls the rakia shamayim which means like sky water or like over there water really yeah wow i mean it's somebody tell me if i'm misinterpreting this because like my hebrew is not that good but like as far as i understand it's like up there water but uh but i mean it just comes to mean like heaven or sky or whatever wow yeah he calls the rakia sky or shamayim and then evening morning day two title card yes so then god says let all the water that's under the sky water so like the regular water the water we hang out with let that be gathered in one place and then let dry land appear and then he calls the dry land land and then the the water he's like okay that's the sea and he sees it and it's good oh is that where and god saw it was good yeah Yeah. see you've heard this i have i have it's the hits and then he's not done yet and he says let like green grass and vegetables and trees and fruit and their seeds and shit uh go out from the ground from the earth and the plants are the first life that exists so after yeah after the land comes he's like okay uh let life exist let plants great green grass seeds trees the fruit love it and it is good again and then it's evening and it's morning day three title card nice this one's exciting so then god says let there be like lights but like not like light the concept like that there be specific lights in the rakia so in the sky and and now the light's job is to divide between the day and the night so instead of god dividing now he's like creating these entities whose job it is oh, to divide he's he's delegating he's delegating he's labor out, outsourcing <laughs> he's delegating labor one would say yes um, and the language is all very like ruly and very like uh like like king ish and like uh like um domination in this one and and it's not in the the second creation story which i think is interesting but we'll get to that next time yeah i'm very interested in hearing the differences between those so he creates these two lights a big one and a smaller one and they are supposed to govern or rule over the day and the night so the big one is like we would say the sun the smaller one is the moon, and they're supposed to. I was to thinking de- of the stars, honestly. The stars are there too. It's like it's like the sun and the moon, and also there's the stars, and the stars are kind of tacked on at the end, kind of just added there. But so the those uh, the sun and the moon, they they're supposed to rule and govern and delineate between day and night or whatever. Um, and so God puts them in the sky in order to like rule over day and night, and He sees that it's good. Kind of getting the idea that at the end of each day when He does stuff, He's like. And he see and it's he not saw always that it at the end. Good. Actually, it's not always at the end, and he doesn't always say it. It is a refrain. Yes. So anyway, evening, morning, day four. <sighs> title card. Once more, a title card. Yeah. Got it. So then God says, "I want like swarming things and like living creatures and birds to fly. Then I want like swarming things in the water. Wow. So like schools of fish." So I think, like, probably the sun and moon are sort of considered part of this, like, living thing group. This phase, it's like, yeah, we had the... Well, the... life is happening now. Yeah, you it's know? like, they're part of the life. Yeah, you know, and they are sort of, of like, um, you know, they're given jobs. They, they, they seem to be almost sentient or whatever. Okay. Uh, so now, like, fish are being created and birds and stuff. And then God blesses them. And I think this is the first time blessing happens. Wow. Then he's like, and you'll know this one. He's like, be fruitful and multiply. 
Oh yeah. Be fruity and multiply. Be like fruit and fill the ocean or fill the water of the ocean and fly and multiply over the earth for the birds or whatever. Were you there oh. when my mom said that to Mike and Jamie at their rehearsal dinner on no. Friday night? Oh, yeah. maybe I was. I think I blocked it out. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you were, but I don't even know if you were there. But it happened. It probably was. I yeah. think I probably did. Maybe. But anyway, it was at the rehearsal dinner. And she was like, I'm going to keep this brief. As God said, go forth and multiply. And everybody was like, ugh, groan. But also like, yeah, woohoo. That means you're going to have sex a lot. And I was like, ew. Like, I know you want more grandkids. But like, it was just a little bold. All I'm trying to say is... I thought that that came later in the Bible, and I didn't know. They call back to it The a lot. first. Okay, okay, they call back. They but, call like, back this is the first appearance of God being like, go forth and multiply. Yeah, it starts right at the beginning. What was I just talking about? So he made, the, he made swarms and on the land and, like, fish, and he said, be fruitful and multiply. Yeah, be fruity and, and multiply. Be fruity. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but does it actually kind of translate to be fruity and multiply, or is that just you? Well, it's, it's like, like fruit. It's like the verb to fruit. Oh, cool. Do, do do the fruit thing and make more of yourself. Yeah, like spawn. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Not as attractive a word, spawn. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, I got it. Got it. Um, it's just the word fruit made into a verb. So see, that was happening before millennials. I don't know. That goes back to. I'm sorry. The beginning of language. I got it. Go. go I mean, on. that's. I yeah. know. Where were we? Be fruity and multiply. Be fruity, multiply, fill the earth, blur, fill the water, blah. Um, and then again, evening, morning, day five. Now God is like, I want living things and swarming things to come out of the earth. And so all these animals come out of the earth, like behemoths, which people tell me are cows. I don't know. But like behemoth is so much more fun to say. I agree. Uh, <laughs> like a, a shit ton of animals start coming out of the earth. And then, you know, God makes all these animals and behemoths and uh, swarming things of the earth. And he sees them and he's like, it's good. Then God said, let us create Adam. Like exactly, like word for word, that's what God said? Yeah, I mean, as close as you can get. Okay. To, you know, translation or whatever. So then God says, let us create Adam, uh, Adam, in our image, Salam, which is like, it's used a lot as like idols. So it's like mm -hmm. almost like an image of God, but like it's specifically like an image of something divine. And, and then it says like in our likeness. Um, but it's very, it's plural, which is cool. Our, like, not just God being like my likeness, but like our. So it's alluding to like a collective it identity. Is, it is in the language, but like, you got to be careful with that because like then some like Christians have taken that to mean like, oh, it's the Trinity or whatever. I'm, okay, like, we'll talk divinity, about that later. The, we'll the talk Trinity, about that later. Yeah, okay. okay the Trinity like, the is not, special. in my opinion, the okay. Trinity is not attested in scripture. As a little Catholic St. Patrick's Day came around in our learning to be Catholic thing. They were like, happy St. Patrick's Day. Here's how St. Patrick used the shamrock to try to express and explain the Trinity to people. And I was like, cool, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, I that makes about, about as much sense as anything about the Trinity does. I'll give you that. I guess I'm just saying that, like, I think fondly on the Trinity and I have, like, Okay, I'll feels. be nicer about it. White people talking about Irish stuff is just never a good path to go down. I'm sorry. I derailed <laughs> you about 
the Trinity and, and God being like, Adam. God makes Adam. Adam. But anyway, the interesting thing, though, about this plural language with God talking about God's self or themselves is like it doesn't really happen very often. It's not like there's this royal we or anything like that mm -hmm. in the book generally. And also Elohim, the word for God, is actually plural. It means gods, but even though the word Elohim means gods, plural, always the singular like verbs and stuff are used. So even though maybe originally this word meant like gods, it sort of came to mean like one God. I think it's interesting, especially considering where we are right now and what God's about to create. So God uh, says, let us create Adam in our image, uh, in our likeness, and he will rule over the fish of the ocean and the birds of the sky and the behemoths uh, and all the earth and all the creeping things of the earth. Mm. So God creates the Adam. The Adam. The Adam. Adam really just means like earthling. It comes from the word earth. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So we'll get to this. We're going to come back. So um, he creates the Adam in his image. And, and here we are using the masculine forms. But then it says male and female, he created them. Again, it's masculine. And then he blesses the atoms and he says, uh, be fruity, multiply and <laughs> subdue the be earth. Fruity. So this is like very, the very like violent, like oppressive thing. It's like subdue the earth. This is like this author of this part is like into that kind of stuff okay. like like it's a little kinky it's like it's like yeah. the word for like bondage almost it's like wow. it's like subdue like it's like yeah you make it you dominate that earth. dominate that exactly and uh you then make that earth <laughs> lick your boots no that's not the same it, it's sorry, it's it's not not the same you're right it's it's just, I, I, yeah. it's not wrong as far as i'm concerned cool um so then god says i'm giving you all of the grass like remember before he like made the green grass and all that shit and he's like uh, i'm giving you all these plants and the fruit and the trees and shit as your food and also for all the other animals all the plants and stuff are going to be food so now death exists because these oh. animals and humans can eat these plants wait so in the humans and animals eating the plants is the end of the life of the plant so that's the creation of death well that's how i interpret it yeah no i mean me too i mean because the plants were the first life yeah yeah too. you know so he gives them all these plants as food evening morning day six <laughs> title card then the earth and whatever is finished now. It was started and now it's finished. God's like, oh, I'm done. And it's the seventh day and I did all this work. And then he rests. He ah, re the day of rest. See, yeah, you know this. So on the seventh day, he rests from all of his work because he's done so much work and he blesses this day. And he makes it holy because that's the day that he rests. And then it's like, this is the story of the heaven and the earth when it was created. All of that creation that just happened was like the prologue. It was like the beginning of Lion King before they show the title card Lion King. Oh, just, yes, just you oh, wait, though. wow. Like, you don't even know how much I this is I didn't know true. that about the Bible. Here's what this story is. Bam. Lion King, exactly. Lion King. But wait. Yes, no, tell me more. There's more. This whole creation story is sort of like a tutorial level in a video game. Oh go on 
it was probably very much written in order to be a guide for some of the ways to read the Bible. It was a guide for the poetry of it. I feel like, so the Bible is, I think of it kind of as a big poem. So this is a tutorial and it tells you about some of the literary conventions that you're gonna experience in this book. Cool. And so the two ones that I really want to focus on in explaining this story are this concept called three plus one and this scholar named Yair Zakovich came up with this. There's this almost beat in a lot of the stories in the Bible that's like one and then there's two and then there's three and then there's like a little extra tacked on to three. Oh, like a tempo almost. Yeah, exactly. Or, or it's a like pulse. a tempo or a pulse or something. Nice. So that's one of them. And the other one is this concept of parallelism. Many scholars who read Hebrew poetry agree that like this concept of parallelism of putting two things together and sort of comparing and contrasting them is like key uh, to Hebrew poetry. So if you go back and look at this story, what do you've got? You've got seven days. So day one, there's light and darkness. Day two, there's water and sky water. Day three, there's land and earth. Then there's like this plus one of the land that is the life, the grass or whatever. Cool. And the seeds and the fruit and all that. Yeah. So then remember how the first ones went one light darkness, two water, sky water, three land, land and ocean or whatever. Land and ocean, yeah. So here we go four, it's the sun and the moon, which is again light darkness, oh, day yeah. night. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's day night, but it's like these sentient beings or whatever. Yes. And then on day five, it's fish and birds. Yeah. Okay, and they're in the, the, the water and the sky water. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then on three, we've got the animals and the humans. Nice. Right, which is the land and the, you know, the land, the dry yeah, land. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. And then the plus one there is death. Oh. Right, is eating or whatever. It all comes around. I know. And then you've got this huge, like, one, two, three of the light darkness, the water, sky water, the land, and, and the life. So both of those. And then the the big plus one is the seventh day, the rest. Yeah. That's what I mean about this being like a tutorial level is like, this is how this is sort of written. This is what you should look for. Oh, cool. Exactly. Now, the other piece of this is this idea of parallelism. And for that, I want to talk about, A, there's the two sections. There's the one, two, three, and then the four, five, six. Yeah. And they mirror each other. So it's like clearly you're supposed to compare these in some way or another because they, they mirror each other. It's like the light, the darkness, and then the sun and the moon. Yeah. And then it's like the Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Go yeah. on, go so on, you go on, go on. But then additionally, there's all of this separation into sort of these binaries, right? This major theme in this is sort of these almost violent, like pulling apart of these mm -hmm. things. And it's like, it feels unnatural, I think. And we haven't even gotten to the ribs yet. That's next time. Okay, That's sorry. Garden of Eden. And don't worry, it's going to build on this and I'm going to talk about it so much. I'm so excited. So when we think about how influential the dominant interpretations of this book have been in the forming of the Western cultural nightmare that we're still working our way through right now, I think we can see how the idea of binaries became really primary. Right. Yeah, because if you wanted to, you could look at this and say, oh, look, God wanted things to be split into opposites or complementary pairs or whatever. Yeah, it's but like I, one thing or the other thing. Right, he, like one thing or the other, and yeah. that's the way it's supposed to be. But 
I think that it's actually a lot more complex than that. Ooh. Okay, we're going back to this male and female shit. This part where it's like, let us create the atom in our own image and then it says uh, male and female he created them people like to take that very binarily but you know the way hebrew works you know and the way elohim works and the way the you mean elohim the word the word yeah the mm. word elohim which is god which is the plural god or whatever and the way otem works which is them a group can include feminine elements and still be spoken of with masculine words a lot of gendered languages are still like this, like French, uh, modern Hebrew, Spanish, and we often find it problematic because in our binary gender system, this suggests that the feminine can be erased by the masculine. Even if that is part of what's going on here, I also think it's important to recognize that the masculine is in some ways very fluid in this situation. And in fact, it does say that male and female, he created them, still using the masculine. So the masculine them and I think by extension the singular he here when referring to the atom yeah. uh, explicitly contains maleness and femaleness whatever that means absolutely to me that implies that it is a spectrum and I'm not the only one who has read it this way in fact it goes back to Midrash Ooh, what's that like rabbi fan fiction woo it's not so radical as no not at all um, people today might make us uh, want to think there's a Midrash that very much interprets this that the first human created was what we would call non-binary or intersex, possibly. Again, that it even supports it with the Garden of Eden story that we'll see next. So it harmonizes both stories, saying that this first human, humans at their core, are not of two binary genders. They are, in fact, on a spectrum. Oh my god. Uh, and the other piece that I think we should note is that the atom here is created in God's likeness and image, which definitely implies to me that God is also non-binary. Yes, I am with it. That totally makes sense to me. I would recommend reading this book called Torah Queries. Q-U-E-E-R-I-E-S. I knew it! They talk about this midrash and they sort of make meaning around this. There's also a scholar named Gwyn Kessler, K-E-S-S-L-E-R, who talks about different queer bodies in uh, rabbinic literature. It's so exciting. Um, and the Torah. And there's just so much all. more out there. But I'm just putting it here right now as like a pin because I think that the fact that this is the first story in the Bible the fact that it is the creation story, the creation of the world, the fact that it is a tutorial level, mm -hmm. meaning it is what we would call in our modern parlance meta, mm -hmm. you know, it's bringing attention to the constructed nature of this work in a way. Not, not just the work of the world that God created, but the work of like, you're about to read this tome. Exactly. You read this tome. Exactly. This Bible. book. Exactly. Yes. So it's a tutorial for the constructed nature of this book. And I think that the fact that it's the creation of the world implies that the world that we live in is also this sort of like spuriously constructed thing. I think that it's also sort of trying to lift up that these binaries are very much constructed categories and that these categories that we make, these binaries that we create are artificially created. And, and like I said, it's almost violent here. God has to pull them apart and it, it ends with like death, basically. It ends with plants getting eaten, right? And we'll see mm. like the more and more things get separated and categorized, the more shit gets bad. 
again in the rest of the book. This is fascinating. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I, I, I want to hear all about it. I want to hear about how the shit gets bad. It gets real bad. The next thing we're going to talk about is uh, the Garden of Eden. You've yeah. heard of that. I do. You know I know that. The, story. the apple, the I snake. I know about the snake and I know about the apple and I know about the suddenly they were like, what? I'm nude. No spoilers. Sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah, so that's the beginning. So just to recap. There was nothing but dark chaos. Yeah. The tohu va bohu is sort of like a false binary. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Oh, sorry, the, the formless and void word. No, 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 can you just say that again? Tohu va bohu. That's beautiful. <laughs> it rhymes, which Hebrew doesn't usually do. Tohu vavohu. Yeah, it's two words, so it's sort of like a parallel thing, but also they kind of mean the same thing. So I feel like, and that's the very first like parallel in the Bible. So I feel like that's sort of cluing us in to like yeah. all of these binaries. Wink, wink, are nudge, nudge. And, and so like God comes in and he's like, oh, if I'm gonna create something, I'm gonna have to create a bunch of false binaries so stuff exists. Whoa. That's how I interpret it. Wow. I don't know. That is blowing my mind. I think so. Way at the beginning of this when you started talking and you mentioned how like right from the beginning God creates and then starts pulling and, and separating. Mm -hmm. When I was growing up and heard the creation story, I kind of imagined it as like God made these things out of nothing and they never existed until quote unquote he said eh, it shows up bam you know snaps his god fingers well some of and the stuff some of the stuff but like the way you explained it in the beginning was like no it was things and then god brought things into light by kind of like taking them from one another and like well the water them. and the darkness was there already i know. didn't i guess i didn't know that detail part of me really you know wants to read this like a also metaphor for like entropy because i'm a fucking goth and like <laughs> i'm like oh everything is moving farther apart and like oh the big bang happened and everything was smooshed together and it's just getting farther and farther apart and i do think that there is some sort of like transcendent thing that we touch when we when we write these spiritual things you know in these mythologies and i think there is some truth there so, so continuing our recap god it's dark and is like hey light you're here now and then there was light and mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, is good. And then there are days in which things happen. And that is the mythology of the creation of our world, according to this book. According to this story in this book, yeah. According to this story. But like, uh, yeah, nice. according to this book, because this is the first thing they put there. So it's like, this is yeah. the first thing you're supposed to know. Nice. But it's also very much like a meta tutorial level. That blows my mind. Isn't it wild? It is wild. <laughs> I never imagined it that way before, but I love it. I have a totally different way of looking at the creation story in the beginning of the Bible now. Thank cool. you. Thanks, honey. Yeah, I love you. I love you too. Next time we're gonna talk about the Garden of Eden. I'm so excited! Thank you so much for listening to our first episode in the beginning. If you listened to the trailer, you will know that our first two episodes, this one and the next one, are just going to be me and my wife Sue, and then my friend David is going to be joining us to bring in some extra perspective and also to bring in somebody else besides Sue who has any concept of what's going on in pop culture, because I do not. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, so my name is uh, in flux right now. Um, I'm going by J, just the letter, Sylvan. Uh, that might change. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, I am on Instagram at Jade Sylvan, J-A-D-E-S-Y-L-V-A-N. Also, I have a Twitter. I'm trying to be more active on Twitter. Please come talk to me on Twitter and explain to me why I should be on it, because every time I look at it, I just get depressed and want to cry. So if you can make me like Twitter, that will be fantastic. The next episode will be up in two weeks. I'm going to be releasing them on Wednesdays on the second and fourth Wednesday of every month. That's all I've got right now. I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks. Thanks.